All right, welcome back, everybody, to A Reason for Hope Candid. We are so blessed and graced today uh, with the virtual presence of a singer-songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee, Rachel Lampa. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Virtually, hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here uh, with us and sharing your time. We know you're probably super busy and and everything. So um, how's, how's everything going down in Nashville? It's good. I'm 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 doing great. I'm actually um I'm I'm in this new season of life where my kid is in kindergarten. <laughs> so, oh. I'm like, yes, life is busy, but it's there's it a whole new freedom right now. So, I'm I'm doing great. That's great. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah, awesome. thanks for having me. Wonderful. Awesome. So, yeah. let's let's just get right into it. I mean, you have a new single with uh, you know, a uh, renowned artist Toby Mack out. It's called Perfectly mm-hmm. Loved. Um, can yes. you maybe talk to us a little bit about that song, the the inspiration behind it, what it was like collaborating with with Toby Mac? Um, tell us yeah. a little bit about the new the new single, "Perfectly Loved." Yeah, there's so much to say about this because. Ugh, like, first of all, I haven't put out, like, music officially in almost 10, 10-ish years. Wow. Like, 10 years. Wow. Um, and so, just to even kind of have a song to sing is, like, a big deal to me. Like, it was not something that was, like, on the, on the books to, like, I'm going to get back into music right now. You know, like, it was a very unexpected uh, event for me. Um, basically, I... I've taken, I, I started doing music when I was really, really young, 14, like touring and wow. uh, releasing music and doing the whole thing. Yeah. Got really burnt out um, in my like early 20s um, and then kind of like stuck my foot back in um, music here and there. But mostly um, me and my family started a, a nonprofit um, here in Nashville um, and kind of the, the, the overarching nonprofit is called People Loving Nashville. Um, and we, we serve people that are unhoused and, um, kind of just in transition or just, just on the street. Wow, um, but beautiful. there's another, yeah, there's a, there's a little arm of it called the wild ones. And we, um, go into women's prisons and, um, mm-hmm. and spend, um, lo- lots of like constant concentrated time, like building community and building, um, just relationships with these girls. Um, so that is, that's where the song came from, um, immediately was, yeah, was hanging out with these girls. Yeah. Yeah. And just like learning their stories and, and just learning about how, you know, like how connected we are, how similar, you know, our stories, how they connect and cross over each other. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, perfectly loved just like, just talking to a bunch of girls, that have had to do some really hard things in their lives and mm-hmm. had some really hard um, circumstances growing up to be able to like sing those words and speak those words to them. And, and honestly to, to myself, to my, my inner child, um, yeah. all of that was, is, is kind of how that song kind of came together. Wow. That, that's amazing. Um, so you said that you started doing music at like 14 and you burnt out around 20. So, um, yeah in your early twenties, how did that affect your songwriting? Like, did you still songwrite for yourself during that time? I, yeah, it's, it's very, 
it's, it was kind of every version of that. <laughs> it was like, I, when I first signed, I was 14, I was in the summer of eighth grade. Wow. That's <laughs> you know, crazy. I was like, <laughs> not, I was riding my was bike. Not, <laughs> right. Right. Wow. <laughs> I was like, you know, not some kind of renowned, like, you know, songwriter when I was 14. So I kind of learned how to write songs over while I was, you know, on the road and while I was kind of, you know, doing the artist life um, as a teenager. Um, So when I burnt out, I was like, I just like, my mind was blank. Like I totally um, needed, I, I, I really had lost like a sense of like, who, what my voice was and what God's voice was wow. and what other people's voice was. I couldn't tell which one was which, you yeah. know, um, yeah. uh, because there was just a lot of input, you know, of, on my life um, right. at that time. Um, and so the big goal was to like quiet down and listen and find God's voice again. Um, and so my songwriting kind of went bye-bye, you know, and yeah. um, I started yeah. like, I, I sang background for a lot of artists. Um, and even in that, a lot of the words I was singing were oohs and ahs, you know? Yeah. And in a way it was like really restorative. Cause I was just mm. like, I don't, it, it, there was no pressure to find those words yet. You know, yeah. it was still, I was still like in this listening position. Mm. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, my songwriting definitely, uh, I pulled back a lot on that. When you're singing for other people, you know, you're singing background, the oohs and ahs. Obviously, you can hear the lyrics of their songs and you're with them on tour and whatnot. Does it ever start to kind of build up in you? Like, ah, like I want to write a song too. Or like, mm. um, you know, I'm very familiar with like comedy and stand-up. So like when I see other Ooh. people perform, I'm kind of like, oh man, I want to do that yeah. again too. But then yeah. sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, Oh, that joke isn't good. Why couldn't they? <laughs> why couldn't right, they right. do it this oh, way? Like, does right, that start right. to like? Is that part of the creative process of like your gears starting to move again? And then like, can you talk about that feeling to actually sitting down and then writing this new song? What about that approach changed? And what was the kind of impetus for being like, all right, I had this incredible experience with these girls. I need to sit down and write the song. Or was it kind of yeah. a you heard? lines here of a potential song what was that writing process like totally i feel like i feel like it was that whole process like stretched out over 10 years like (laughs) you know of just being like yeah just like it's exactly that you're like you you're you get inspired Mm. by their melodies their their musicality like just like i mean yeah some of the artists that i toured with were just so such geniuses um and I was like, oh, I want it. Yeah, there was like so such a big piece of that that I wanted again, but I just didn't know what what it what, what the words were yet, you know, mm. and what to say. Um, and I also was like, kind of healing inner stuff too, of just like, you know, kind of losing my identi- identity a little bit as a teenager. Um, mm. And so, kind of like, yeah, personal life and musical life, kind of like, I think they finally collided enough that I felt like I I knew my voice again. Um, and I knew that I knew what God wanted to speak through me because mm. it, because it all came together, you know, like I realized it's not this distant thing. It's not like God and then me way over here. Sorry, oh. can't see my hands. Um, wow. you know, it was like, we're, 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 you know, it's, it's aligning again. Like I can hear him and, 
Um, and I think through the work with, with wild ones, with, with, uh, those girls and also through, um, you know, just my community, like the people that were walking with me around me, which involved Toby Mack and his wife, actually, his wife, mm. uh, was part of the jail program that, that we were putting on. She, oh, wow. she taught the Bible basically. Wow. Um, she taught the Bible to the girls. And, and the reason why we called ourselves the wild ones is because we talked about how the wild ones of the Bible and how Jesus was one of the wildest ones, you know, <laughs> and how he, he pushed back as, as, as hard as anybody else, you know, and harder. So I think it's, it was just cool to be able to like, to, to for, to, for these girls to see themselves in Jesus, to see Jesus in them. Yeah. And then, um, and then be able to, yeah, again, like you, uh, any kind of work like that is never just about the 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 person that you're going to visit it always yeah. it always comes back and you're like oh my gosh like i'm i'm getting just as blessed by all of this as as they are and um and so yeah community around me kind of empowering me um in my i've got this little bible study and um two of the people in my bible study happen to be really really big songwriters. Mm. <laughs> and that helped a lot because they were like, you know, I'd be telling my story and they'd be like, you're still a writer. You're still an artist. Sorry. You're still a singer. <laughs> you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta write this song. And so they, they wrote this with me and that's kind of how that all mm. came together. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Hey everybody. We got some exciting news. We have a whole new Array of Hope app and channel, a video destination where everyone can find meaningful and inspiring videos and resources to help bring them closer to God. This is available on your desktop, Roku, Apple TV, iPhones, and Android mobile phones and tablets. This channel has movies, short, faith-filled segments, live events, and programs. You've got to check it out. Sign up by going to watch.arrayofhope.net and then download the app at the App Store by just typing in Array of Hope. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And so so Toby Mac was very much a part of this organization, so it's a kind of an organic joint effort yeah. with this song that's that's pretty cool that it comes from a personal place for him as well what right. did he did he kind of bring something to the song that you didn't expect while it was being formed what was that kind of collaborative definitely. process like definitely yeah so toby and their family has been um is like family to to the lampas we've got i've got a bunch of siblings we're all scattered through Nashville all the time. And, and, and our families have known each other for 28, 20 years, I think, um, just through music and, and all of that. Um, and my brothers have worked for Toby. And, um, so it's always kind of, we've always kind of been in each other's world. But I think when, when I wrote this song, I was like, I, I, I want, I wanted like a male voice to be part of it. And, um, I was like, but who gets it? Cause when I wrote this song, I had no intention of like, you know, releasing it to like the masses. I just kind of wanted to write it, you know? I feel um, like those are the best songs. Yeah. The best songs yeah. are the ones that you write like for yourself and that uh, yes. that impact you and the person or people that you wrote it about. And I feel like those yeah. always go the furthest, even though you kind of don't yeah. want it to go <laughs> out that much. Like you want to keep it yeah. for yourself, but it's a, and it's an yeah. important message. So it's great that uh, you totally, it. Totally, yeah. Uh, the Andrew Rip is uh, one of the, writers I wrote it with and he also has some big songs out right now that 
we both joke sometimes because we're like, oh, this song is ruining my life. <laughs> we were, we were just like being, you know, I was just mom and, you know, most, for the most part. And then, yeah. you know, we put out this song and I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to get off my butt. But, um, <laughs> but in the best way, in the yeah. best way, because it's connecting with people. That is, you know, mm-hmm. that's like why, why I, I do this. And, yeah. um, so I, yeah. So I think with, with Toby coming on board, he he basically was I, I just texted him I was just like can you I, you're you're one of the only people that really understands has she, he, he's been in jail with us he's been he's wow. done a lot of performances and like just hung out and obviously you know Amanda comes home every night and talks to him about all the beautiful stories that we hear and so he's such a big part of it um mm. but even like musically I he his his voice like I've never heard him sing like that mm in my life. Like I, I, when he sent it back, I was like, I, I booked my, another session so I could re-sing my vocal. I was like, your vocal's so good. And he was, you know, his text to me was like, I, I, I cannot like, I'm, I'm so nervous about this vocal. Like there's no way that this is going to be right or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually, we're our own uh, worst critics, right? Yeah. Yes. So (laughs) yeah, it sounds, it sounds like you guys collaborate a little bit virtually too. You do a little little bit of virtual collaboration. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, this song was kind of created. I'm trying to think of it as 2020 or 21, Yeah. but either way, yeah, it was, it was in the thick of, not being able to be with people and stuff. So sure. we definitely, we did our best to, hmm. to connect, but yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's what a, what a beautiful message. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just, it just speaks of God's love for all of us. Uh, you know, we're, we're his children, we're his creatures and, yeah. um, you know, it, yeah. So, some people, some people grow up, you know, unconditionally loved and some people don't. And I know a lot of, like you said, a lot of the people you're ministering to with this song and who inspired the song didn't have that sort of unconditional love growing up. And I mean, what a tragedy. And I think it really, you know, there's so many different circumstances, and but uh, it really speaks to the importance of the family and, and, and really, you know, calling on men and women and, and families and husbands and wives to just really just, just to just let the spirit work through us. And, yeah. and take us over and and just do his will at home mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. at our homes really give attention to our kids our families and mm-hmm. and then to the yeah. people around us I mean you, you said the nonprofit you started uh, was it people loving Nashville yeah I mean so mm-hmm. beautiful you're ministering to people on the streets um you know to their needs and mm-hmm. I mean I just want to commend you and affirm you in in that and that's just it's so wonderful and uh yeah again oh, what a what a great song as well to sort of to reemphasize that that you know everybody's perfectly loved, and that if we just find our identity in God, you know, mm-hmm. in His unconditional love, um, instead of in sort of transitory things of this world, yeah. you know, we can really we can really find peace. Um, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. I know, and it's amazing how powerful that can be for some people. Um, like you said, like like some people don't grow up in that home. So like when that, when that really clicks with somebody that, that like they may have actually been loved that well, like that, that God's, you know, like that God's love actually was consistently with them. Even, even when they were like, wanted nothing to do with it, you know, it's like, it is, it's really, I think that's, that was a big thing that changed me was to see somebody really, 
come from a place of like, there's no way that anybody could love me anymore. Like there's no way Mm. to see them like really, um, believe it for the first time and accept it. Um, and, and accept like that, like maybe God even like enjoys them <laughs> like um, and likes and likes yeah. them, you know, like yeah. I think there's, there's a, so many messages that were like, we're doing it wrong. We're mm. you, you, you messed up. You, you got, you have to make up for all this, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just, um, accepting what he says, Forgiveness you know, in yeah. His open arms. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it sounds like you've, you've really experienced, uh, some really powerful moments, I I I would assume in prison, Mm -hmm. you know, on the streets, uh, I guess, uh, were there any like moments that stuck out to you in particular? Do you have a story of any moment that stuck out to you where you really felt that the spirit was moving and you saw someone just kind of transform before your eyes, you know, because I I know I've, I've seen that before and it's really, really powerful. I mean, you know, and and a lot of the times we don't see it, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. I know. And that's like, uh, yeah, hard acceptance. You're like, I'm not going to see the end of this story and it's going to drive me crazy, but hmm. I know I was part, you know, there, I was there for part of it. And, hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these, a lot of the moments ha- were slow, you hmm. know, they were a lot of these, those kinds of stories, they were like slow and over time, but there were definitely a lot of girls that would come into the program, um, just dead silent, um, not, uh, wanting anything to do with what we were talking about. Um, and then sort of at the end of, um, at the end of our, the little, it's like a nine week program. Um, and I just remember one of them being like, this is the first time I've laughed in years. Like first time I've smiled in years. Um, and, and I believed it cause I never saw any, I mean, the first few weeks it was like blank slate. Mm. Um, and just to see like a smile come out, you know, and just to see like a genuine joy, you know, start to, start to rise up is like, it's, it's, yeah. It's so amazing. this program, is it a uh, voluntary or are they required to actually attend it? Yeah, this is totally voluntary. Oh. We go in and we kind of tell them a little bit about you know, what we're doing. It is not, um, required at all that, um, that you are a Christian or Mm -hmm. grew up knowing anything. Um, and it's always surprising because they know we we do tell them that it's, it's, we, we read the Bible, um, a lot and we, we talk about our faith a lot and a lot of people still want to do it. So, um, that, that, that wouldn't claim being, um, a Christian. So it's really, mm. it's been really fun to just kind of see. And, and some people just do it because they're like, well, I'm just bored, you know, like, sure. and, um, and so it's just, it's just fun to kind of get the whole, you know, the, the kingdom of God together, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just, it's, it, you start to see, and I think that's a, a big piece of why it works. It's just like, you start to see that we're all, we're all kind of, we're all children of God and we're all just kind of trying to figure this out. And, um, yeah, so it's been it's been really cool. It's awesome. Yeah. So Rachel, you have the song out. What can we expect next? Like when can we expect new music? Tell us all the tea. Yeah, so I have um we have been working on a ton of songs. Um there's even a song called The Wild Ones that I'm really excited about. Awesome. Um, but we yeah, but we don't we are not organized over here. <laughs> <laughs> and in this world of in, independent music, you uh, you can buy yourself time. So I have taken that option. Um, and so yeah, we'll, new music will is it exists, um, but it will probably not release till either late this year or early next year. So 
Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I want a t- I want a Wild Ones t-shirt when they come yeah, out. Right? That's yeah, right? That's great. The yeah. Wild Ones. I feel I like know. that's that's that such be, a cool merch. Yeah, it's good. Where the Wild Ones are. That's oh, the thing hey. already. That's <laughs> Wild Things. Already- <laughs> oh, where the Wild Ones are. So this would be are. a good merch oh. idea. Where the Wild Ones oh, are. Oh, right. That's Just good. like I'm going to make you right. audio producer of this podcast, I can yes, yes. get a, right. some royalties for the t-shirt sales. How about we just call it even now? Let's call it Sounds good. Sounds good. Awesome. Oh my gosh. That's so, so uh, I have one more question. Um, yeah. Because I, you know, I, I'm a songwriter. Jimmy is a oh, songwriter. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Alanis produces original content for us. Uh, Ryan is a comedian, and uh, you've probably yeah, written yeah. songs part before, time. right? Part time. Part time. Part time. <laughs> Ryan is a well, fantastic. <laughs> Ryan's a fantastic musician who says he's not a musician, but plays better than I. Yes. Do. Yes, same. Oh, way. I hate those people. Yeah, well, you give me a couple <laughs> caffeine-free cokes, and the songs will come out. Um, yeah. He gets crazy. <laughs> I don't know, remember the gold cans? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. I do. Yeah. What's the point? Well, There's no point. But okay. so we're we're all creatives in this room, and okay. I guess my question is just from uh, one creative to to another. Can you maybe offer some guidance on like? just finding inspiration in songwriting and and especially in those times where it's like you don't really where where you know you got to get something done and but uh maybe the inspiration's not there like can you just offer creatives like guidance with songwriting and just being creative and and letting letting you come out of that and and not Mm -hmm. forcing it you know yeah, I think, I mean, that's it. That's the answer. It's like, you just can't force it because you can hear it when it's forced, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear when somebody's like just throwing in filler words and filler yeah. melodies. And um, so, I, for me, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the expert ever in the room when I'm writing with people. But what I can offer is just this experience that I've had of like singing oohs and ahs sometimes it, is the language you know, mm. that you, that, that you need sometimes. Mm. And it's not always, cause I'm, I, I get really in my head and I'm like, I've got to like, I've got to create, I've got to like say the, the biggest thing I've ever said in mm. every writing session. Mm. Like I've got to yeah. like, if I don't walk in with something really monumental, then I just don't belong here. You know, like that's, that's my initial thought. Mm. But sometimes I think God is just whispering, like, just enjoy me, enjoy mm. this, enjoy this gift um, and this time. And I think because of those those moments that I've had with the oohs and ahs and the background singing of being like, this is the point right here is spending time with me in this gift that you have, this gift of music, this gift of melody, this gift of voice. And I feel like once you once I start kind of leaning into that and just letting that lead so if I don't have words and I'm just ooing and aahing mm. um something it it makes way for something like it opens the door for something but just to mm. not rush through that I think mm. has been has been like the most helpful thing for me just yeah just lean into the stuff that doesn't feel like it might it's get it's like gonna it's it's like the final product but just right. just you know, oohing and on through that or playing through that or playing through that right. um, and letting it lead you there. Um, yeah, just spending time in the moment. It also kind of sounds like when you experienced your burnout, we didn't really talk about what yeah. feelings you had when you felt that burnout, but it yeah. was after, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, like having been on tour for extended periods of time, you, 
you start just feeling like you're doing the same thing and you're waking up in a place that it's like, well, this looks kind of like last night, but I'm in a different yeah. place. And you yeah. get into this routine, which kind of stifles creativity, I think. Um, yeah. But it sounds like when you started doing things outside of music and like yeah. finding another purpose that mm. when you when you kind of get out of the music aspect of like, I need to write this song and it's like, I need to go have an experience. I need to live my life yes. so that I feel like what a lot a lot of times I'll work with like a, a songwriter who's who's kind of green, who's like a newer songwriter. Yeah. And they're trying to write songs about things that just like they haven't lived enough hmm. yet. Or they're not writing yeah. about the things they've lived through. They're writing about what they think other people want to hear. <laughs> but yes. when you actually have that experience and you're like, this is something that I am an expert about. So now I can write yeah. about it. As opposed yeah, to like yeah. somebody who's writing a breakup song who isn't going through a breakup. Like you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, gonna. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna notice totally. that they're a little phony, you know. Yeah. And they'll yeah, they'll yeah. phone in some lines like, "Oh, I think this is how it feels." Right. right As opposed right. to this is how it feels. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I do yes, think that's. I like that answer better than mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had said it. You had said well, it before. Said, I think they work together. Yeah. Yeah. I think those two things work together. It's like in the room, leaning into the almost nothingness for a second yeah. is really, really good. Yeah. And then, but outside of the writing room, it's true. Like you, you, you can't just be like in writing rooms every day 100%. or in studios every day. You, 100%. you could be an expert at your drive to the studio that morning, right. <laughs> you know, right. and you could write about that, but like you have right. to be, you have to keep moving and breathing outside of, yeah, just your, the, the work of it, I guess. Yeah. I think that's why we're so excited by the new song and the new music that's coming out is because it does seem like, based on what we just said, like these songs couldn't have been written 10 years ago, 15 Mm. years ago. You know, it's so it's like you're in a new place in your life. And and that's just like, that's what's so exciting about music is it's like, oh man, what does this person live through? What can they express? Yeah. And also, they couldn't have been written by anybody else but you Mm. because these songs come Mm. from your experience and the ministry that you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. which I think actually kind of makes it a little bit more, uh, a producer that I used to work with always kind of said, like, you, we try to write these songs that are vague so that people can like put themselves in it or universal. But sometimes when you're more specific about things, other people can kind of latch on to your story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, this you said that th- this song was written about the women that you work with in prison, but like everybody goes through those struggles and they can yeah. find some of that in in that story right and yes. i think that's that's like a common misconception that people have when writing songs being like i need to make this as accessible to everybody so i'm <laughs> going to kind of dumb it down mm-hmm. or like i'm going to say these broad stroke statements that like everybody feels yeah. but everybody feels them um yeah. and i think that that this song will speak to those people who need to hear it and um i think that those are the most powerful songs yeah. And, and for the record, the uh the the guy in the music video, the interpretive dancing. Yeah, yeah. Fire. So cool. <laughs> yeah, like uh, so cool. Who who is so cool. that? I mean, you know. His name is Gabe. Um Gabe. Gabe okay. Simmons, yeah. And he yeah, I saw him in a video Fantastic. and was like that's exactly what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so he's awesome. so freaking cool. Yeah. 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 Oh man. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So another question I have, um, I was talking with Jimmy before the podcast. Um, I love Eric Clapton. I saw him last night, actually. 
Um, Last na- night? Name drop. Name drop. <laughs> Last night? I saw him from like, you know, 300 feet away, uh, 400, <laughs> six, 1,000 feet away. Um, <laughs> but I've always wondered because I love Tears in Heaven, and I always just, whenever I, I've seen him play, I always wonder, does it, does it hurt to play that song? Mm. You know, or he's played it obviously for years and years and years. Has it lost that emotional hook? Like, does it make him cry? Like, I always mm. wonder whenever I hear that song because it's such a powerful song. Um, so I was just wondering, is there any song of yours um, that you play that still, you know, you get that lump in your throat a little bit? It's difficult to play. The emotion's still there. Definitely one of mine is called The Art. Um, and it was on my third album. Mm. Um, and I, I wrote it about my parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. And I just know, and, and, and even sometimes, even if that's not the first thing that comes to my head, the, the divorce, it, it definitely, there's the m- most amount of stories of people um, you know, having kind of life moments with that song, um, that gets me like when I know that somebody is really connected with it in that way. Um, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, even like, I just, I even remember when I wrote it, I didn't really play keys well and I still don't, but I, I was mimicking a Mariah Carey song that I, that I knew, um, Mm. how to play is the only song I knew how to play. And so I was just kind of like, um, hitting those chords and then kind of mixing them up so I didn't get sued. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, Isn't that what all songwriters do? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, but I just remember even like sitting in my parents' basement doing that, you know, and like, and yeah. so it's a very live song to me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that one. That's uh, following up on on Ryan's question and taking it in a different direction, are there any yeah. songs that you've written? that over time, the more that you've lived have taken on different meanings than when you wrote them? And yeah, is there a specific totally. one you could talk about? Good question. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's my song called Blessed. Um, it was one of my biggest songs as a kid. And I, I sang that song more than I could ever count. Yeah, like yeah. so many times. Um, and, um, you know, when I was, when I was touring heavily, it sort of just became, you know, going through the motions at times. Um, but when I've, now that I've come back to doing music again, that's the song I get asked to sing a lot. And that one makes me so emotional because it Mm. is, it's so simple. Um, and it's, it, it reminds me of childlike faith, you know, Mm. and it reminds it because I literally was, a child's, you know, faith, the child's words, yeah, um, yeah. being sung and it was me, you know, but like, uh, it, it definitely now hearing, you know, singing those words of just like, I'm, I'm blessed when I rise up in the morning and when I lay my head to rest, I feel you near me and you soothe me when I'm weary. Um, Oh Lord, for all the worst and for all the best, I'm blessed. Like to me, like the, just those really simple, yeah you know, words like that are really, really powerful to me. So yeah. That's awesome. That one. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, um, I think that's a wrap. Uh, Rachel, yeah. Rachel, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been a, a, an absolute blessing. Um, thank you for being such a great witness to your faith and, and especially, you know, just living it out in, in what, in, through your music, through, through the nonprofits and, and, and volunteer work that you're involved in helping other people. I mean, that's what, that's what Jesus came to earth. That's why he came down to us was, was to be in relationship mm-hmm. with us. And, you know, for me, and I know a lot of people, I think I speak for everybody here. That's how we can really, uh, 
be Christ, so to speak, to put on Christ, so to speak, for other people and just, yeah. just be in relationship with them and let Jesus work through us to, to help, yeah. to just help heal each other and, and bring love to each other. So again, thank you and God bless yeah. you. God bless your family. God bless your music, yes, your, you. your ministries. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right back at all of you. It's been, you. it's been really sweet. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. Next week's podcast episode features Mario Costabile's interview with Jeff Cavins. Jeff is an evangelist, author, and biblical scholar, especially known for his work, The Great Adventure Bible Study, published through Ascension Press. Mario and Jeff will be discussing the Bible, how to read and understand the Word of God so that we can better live out the Christian life. If you haven't already, be sure to follow our podcast so you're always in the loop for new releases. Also, make sure to follow Array of Hope on social media and check out AOH Music. You can find all this information in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for listening, and we will be with you next week for our interview with Jeff Cavins titled Understanding the Scriptures. Until next time, peace be with you. <laughs>